Welcome to Carolina True Crime, a podcast from WMBF News. I'm Brad Dickerson, Digital Content Manager. We're taking a deep dive into some of our area's most infamous crimes, some with clear endings and others where questions remain. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Carolina True Crime. I'm Brad Dickerson, Digital Content Manager for WMBF News, along again with anchor Eric Weisfeld. And Eric, as we've been talking about the last uh, few weeks, uh, we have another update to a cold case that we've been following. Uh, This one, one that has touched a nerve in this community uh, for now over a decade. That is the case of Baby Boy Ori. Um, We recently did a podcast on this, and we have a major update in this case. Um, Eric, what do we know at this point? This, let's first start off by the fact that this, when I started doing my cold cases, this was the first cold case that I did. It was almost a no-brainer because this one struck the most or the biggest chord, if you will, with community residents. I mean, this is something, this baby was just a couple days old when he was found. It was December 4th of 2008, a newborn baby. Utility workers actually found him in a wooded area off of Highway 544 on Meadowbrook Drive. This was outside of Conway. He'd been wrapped in like a, a canvas bag or a tote bag placed inside of a box. And an autopsy showed that when that child was placed there, he was a viable infant. In other words, he would have survived. There were yep. no problems with him. Mm-hmm. So this was something that it, it just it rocked our community for so many years to the fact, the point that uh, Coroner Robert Edge and community members would have memorials or vigils for him every year. He mm-hmm. is buried um, with a headstone now. So he he's someone that at Hillcrest Cemetery you can go and visit, and so many people do. Mm-hmm. This is a case. I got to be honest with you. If one that I thought would not be solved because it was so long ago and because it was just so random, this would have been it. But I mean, we have just some news. Mm-hmm. And we do have some news. We now have a person in custody, and authorities say that person is baby boy Ori's mother, um, Eric. Jennifer Saar is her name. She was formerly Jennifer Rickle. She is 32 years old. She lives in Pensacola, Florida, and she is now facing one charge of homicide by child abuse. They believe, well, she was, Jennifer was a student at Coastal Carolina University at the time, so back then in 2008, and they were planning to arrest her, uh, actually, this morning, which is Wednesday, March 4th, but she actually was apprehended last night, Tuesday, the 3rd of Mm -hmm. March, in North Myrtle Beach at a hotel there. And this is another one of those cases because lately we just keep hearing case after case of these cold cases that are that are being solved or where suspects are actually being apprehended. This is one that I believe that it's due to the DNA technology because they are saying that she is the biological mother mm-hmm. of baby boy Ori. Yep, they said, you know, this development, it came after, you know, scientific evidence that um, was provided to Ori County Police that gave them a new lead in the investigation. And like you said, State Law Enforcement Division, they confirmed that uh, SAR is the biological mother of of the child that everyone came to know is baby boy Ori. And so we we now are at a point. So she had a bond hearing um, today, March 4th. Um, the judge said he did not have jurisdiction to set bond, but um, she's facing a charge of homicide by child abuse. And so now we're just, we're waiting 
to right. see what happens next. And she was ordered by the judge not to speak with any of the victim's family members, mm-hmm. which we're assuming now that is the biological father. Exactly. We haven't heard a lot about him. We're not even sure he has not been charged at this point. Not at this point. And he declined to come to that bond hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was listening to it uh, before we recorded this podcast. Um, uh, they did read a statement from the father uh, that he basically thanked uh, authorities for keeping this case alive and you know not giving up on finding out what happened and you know getting to the point we are at today Um, and not really not just authorities but really the community the community as a whole over 12 years they didn't let a year go by and different organizations would come forward as well and they would have visual services we would we would cover it for the news for many Mm -hmm. years they just you know it was such a, a a needless act for this baby that was otherwise healthy to lose mm-hmm. his life. And you mentioned uh, Coroner Robert Edge. Um, you and I have spoken to him a number of times, and whenever he's talked about this case, you just you were always able to hear the emotion that Absolutely. he felt about this case. It um, just choked him up. It did, and he really helped. He was one of the ones at the forefront of you know keeping baby boy Ori's name out there. Um, every December 4th, they would gather there at Hillcrest Cemetery, and like you said, we've covered it, and they'd always have a large crowd of people that came out and this, these are people that wanted answers. They wanted to know what happened. And again, now we have a case where hopefully we're going to get some of those answers. Right. And Jennifer had, did say to her, through her attorney that she had no idea that she was part of this investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very also important to note, as we did when we did our cold story, our cold case story, that uh, Daniel's law is still in effect. Daniel's yes. law allows someone to drop off a newborn baby to a church, to a hospital, to a fire station, to a police station, any type of emergency operations center with no questions asked. Nope. Now, whether she knew about that at the time, whether she was just scared, we'll find out hopefully later if she will speak and let us know what happened to lead her to this. But that's what makes it so needless is the fact that Daniel's law is in effect. And she could mm-hmm. have given baby boy Ori over and somebody would have loved to have had a mm-hmm. brand new healthy baby. Yes, it's yeah, that we, we can't stress enough that, you know, Daniel's law is in effect. And you I, again, no questions will be asked um, if you just are not able to physically care for a newborn. There are plenty of people out there who will. So, yeah, we cannot stress that enough that Daniel's Law is available to those who need it. And also can't stress enough the importance of keeping stories alive. Cold Absolutely. cases are cold cases until they are not. And we have seen with Baby Boy Ori. We have seen with Frances May Davis. We have seen with Sean Neal out of mm-hmm. North Myrtle Beach. These are cold cases that for some are decades old, and we are finding through DNA technology or through the community that we are able to find suspects and bring them forward. So if you know anything about anything, you always should let authorities know. You can give your tip anonymously, and so many times it leads to an apprehension. Absolutely. We we hit on that note every time we do one of these cold yeah. case updates, and we'll stress it again. We'll stress it in the next episode. If you know something, if you've seen something, say something. Um, you never know what little piece of evidence could make or break a cold case. And we'll keep following this case as well. We, we absolutely will. It it, yeah, it's just beginning. Um, she was just taken into custody March 3rd. First appearance, March 4th. Uh, May 1st is her next scheduled appearance. Um, So we will be following this case um, very much so over the next weeks and months. And again, we thank you all so much for tuning in to another edition of Carolina True Crime. I'm Brad Dickerson, and here with Eric Weisfeld. We'll see you next time.